You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. We're with Father Randall Kiesel here, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Thank you for staying with us. And we have one last great interview with us here this morning. We welcome Todd Graff from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Todd, welcome to our show. Thank you, Father Kiesel. It's great to be with you this morning. Very good, and uh, glad to have you with us. And you're part of an initiative of the Institute of Lay Formation of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And uh, before we get into that, first, let, can you tell us about yourself and who you are, what you do, and, and a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, and it's nice to be back on. I've been on a couple times, and I think you and I have talked a few times over the years, so it's great to connect. And uh, as we mentioned just a few minutes ago, uh, know you through your parents. Uh, so greetings That's to right. Dan and Barb. Um, we had our very first Harvest Mass of the Diocese on uh, their farm, your family farm, so that's a great memory for me. It was early on in my time in the diocese. Uh, I'm originally from uh, southwestern Nebraska, come from what they call a good Catholic family of 13, so I have 10 siblings running around. Um, my mother and father, uh, deeply Catholic people, have since uh, passed on, um, but uh, passed on their faith as well to me and uh, to my sisters and brothers and, and to our children, so a very deep uh, love and devotion to the Catholic faith uh, through my grandparents and my parents, and I'm um, trying to pass that on. Uh, I've worked here in the diocese for 31 years now, which is uh, kind of a lifetime. Uh, my uh, friend, Monsignor Cook, used to say, I started when Jesus was a young boy, uh, which uh, <laughs> is not the case, actually. Um, but I've been around a long time, and I work in lay formation in RCIA. Uh, my wife, Lori, and I have uh, six kids, all who are young adults, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Wow. Praise God. Thank you, Todd. Great to have you with us. So tell us a little bit more about the Institute of Lay Formation and uh, the initiative that you're spearheading here. Great. Yeah, the Institute of Life Formation uh, goes back to um, about 1998 in our diocese. Uh, it was begun as a formation process for lay people in terms of our vocation as laity, how we live our faith and, and proclaim Jesus in the world through our families, through our work, through our neighborhoods, uh, as citizens, all those ways, and also uh, to strengthen us in terms of the, the service that we provide in the Church as catechists, uh, liturgical uh, leaders and, and various uh, ways we serve the Church. Um, what we've done more recently uh, is looked at how can we use that uh, process we've, uh, we've learned through the Institute of Lay Formation and really reach out to some of our uh, young adults in the Church. Uh, typically, the Institute, and we've had seven, we're in our seventh class, we've had over 300, uh, some folks a part of that, um, but it's typically people who are uh, probably 40s, 50s, uh, 60s, um, and a few who are younger than that. And uh, out of my uh, conversation with one of my colleagues in the diocese, a young adult uh, lay leader, um, I said, you know, how can we, within this institute, really appeal and reach out to our young adults? And 
through the conversation and through some planning and work, bringing in some other young adults, uh, my own colleague here at the diocese, Camille Withrow, who's a young adult in the church and, and another young adult uh, in the diocese, we form this initiative. And it's a one-year uh, process. It's five Saturday morning sessions focusing on discipleship, focusing on pastoral service and leadership. And uh, so we've thrown it out there. We'll see uh, how many takers we have. We've had a few applications already, and uh, we hope to start uh, early in October. Oh, very good, Todd. Can you tell us a little more about the emphasis on the missionary discipleship that will be a part of what you're doing here at these meetings? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, sometimes I think mission, uh, people think missionary discipleship is kind of a new uh, a new thing in the Church and something maybe Pope Francis maybe came up with. Uh, but really, uh, we go back to, to Jesus and, and the Great Commission in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. Um, that's what missionary discipleship is, to bring the message of Christ, to bring the witness of Christ into the world and, and to invite people into that relationship with Him, which heals us, which reconciles us, which gives us a fuller life here and eternal life with Him forever. And so missionary discipleship, you know, if you look through the history of the Church, you see the saints who, who uh, served others, who cared for others, who reached out to those who are suffering in, in so many ways. So this is, this is the life of the Church from the beginning. Um, certainly uh, received a, a renewed focus at the Second Vatican Council, and our Holy Fathers uh, since then, Pope Paul VI said, the Church exists to evangelize. We exist to proclaim Jesus Christ. We don't exist to maintain ourselves. We don't exist to maintain our institutions. We exist and to use all the resources and facilities we have to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And so certainly through the new evangelization of Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict, but uh, certainly within a, a very clear focus in Pope Francis and, and some of his documents, calling the Church to really reach out beyond its walls, to travel to the margins, to travel to the peripheries, to be with people who are suffering, to be with people who are most in need of the good news of Jesus Christ, that He loves us, that He walks with us, that He travels on this journey of life with us. And um, that's our role as missionary discipleship, is first to encounter Christ in our own lives, and secondly, through that encounter, to share that with others and to invite them in to that same experience of faith and discipleship. Thank you, Todd. Uh, that's a beautiful initiative, and one that I pray many uh, young people and adults will be interested in participating in, learning about this, and how to really represent Jesus. And I, I noticed that there is a title for this called ILF 412. Can you tell us about that title, why, why it's called that, where the name comes from? Yeah, it comes from uh, 1 Timothy 4.12, uh, which is uh, from the letter of St. Paul to Timothy, and uh, it talks about uh, that don't be uh, afraid of your youth, that you are called to be a witness, and and that is uh, what we see uh, ILF 4.12 is about. It's, it's not that young adults are the future of the Church, they're the present of the Church. We're all the Church together from childhood through through our, our older years, uh, and all of us have this um, calling of missionary discipleship, this calling to share Jesus Christ. And so that passage from 1 Timothy 4.12 is, is a beautiful reminder, uh, 
that youth is never to be an obstacle in any way to living our discipleship. And so we picked up on that uh, that little verse from 1 Timothy 4.12 and, and brought it into our title, ILF Institute of Lay Formation 4.12, just as a reminder to us of what we're about in this initiative. Yeah, so was this... Uh this particular verse, was that part of what inspired you to pursue this program and to offer it for the parishioners in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester? Uh, perhaps. Uh, you know, my, my colleague Dana Patrika, uh, that verse is very close to her heart, and the whole initiative of ILF 412 came out of a conversation she and I had a few years ago at our diocesan catechetical day, where we, I was asking her how our institute uh, of lay formation could could really appeal in a better way and in a more fruitful way to our young adults, and and um, through that conversation, uh, we eventually came up with a planning team and um, put it into place. So it was the inspiration. I have to I have to give the credit to my colleague Dana Patrika. She brought that to the work that we did in planning this initiative. Yeah, and what, what are some of the things then as you get into this with the young adults in these meetings, um, what, what will you offer to the young adults to, to deepen their sense of being a missionary disciple? Yeah, two, uh, two focus areas, uh, Father Kazel, that we're looking at. Um, the first one, and this really comes from that notion that before we can invite others into an encounter with Jesus Christ, we must first encounter Him in our own lives. And so the first piece is really a piece of encounter and discipleship on the part of those that we will be with in this formation process, really inviting them into a deeper experience of Jesus Christ through the Scriptures, through reflection on our sacramental life in the Church. And then secondly, uh, kind of a pastoral focus, and, th- and that's kind of that moving out. How do we, uh, through this encounter, take on leadership in terms of inviting others into this same experience of discipleship and encounter. And so the the people that we are inviting to be a part of this process uh, are part of a young adult ministry going on in Rochester, Mm -hmm. and so it's certainly to deepen their faith, but also to deepen their, their strength as leaders within the faith community and to young adults who they work with and minister with. Oh, very good. And then as you envision this going out once the young adults have gone through, is there going to be any sort of follow-up, or is there an additional step that you foresee to nurture uh, further discipleship? Uh, great question, uh, Father Kazel. And to be honest, I think we're we're seeing this as kind of a pilot initiative, and uh, we're going to see what we learn from it. And um, certainly our thought would be... Uh, that the folks who would go through this would be invited into our longer uh, three-year process, um, you know, that's intended to be for everyone, you know, from young adults through uh, those in more mature years in, in their discipleship. Um, so they'd certainly be invited into that. But I think what we want to do is just to have the experience and to see what we learn from it and then uh, discern next steps based on, on what this experience turns out to be. Oh, very good, Todd. I think, my own opinion, this will be a very fruitful uh, effort you're doing, and I think there will be a lot of learning uh, on both parts. And I think uh, 
One thing we'll do, we'll come in back with that after the break. Uh, we're going to go to a little break here. So listeners, please stay with us. We're with Todd Graff, Diocese Winona, Rochester, in a missionary discipleship program uh, that they're getting off the ground this fall. This is Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live with Father Randall Kazel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we're glad you stayed with us here on this morning's show. We have Todd Graff from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and as part of the Institute of Lay Formation. And we welcome you again back after the break here, Todd. Thank you, <coughs> Father Rand, uh, Father Kazel. Um, I do, I, I, we talked a little bit in the break, and, and I do have that uh, quote from 1 Timothy 4.12. Uh, uh, I do not have it in front of me. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to start with that, if you don't mind. Sure, uh, Go it says, dig let, in. Let, let no one have contempt for your youth, but set an example for those who believe in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And I, I, I think that captures so well. Uh, we want to recognize the faith that lives in these young people, and we want to call that forth, and we want to lift up the witness that they have. So um, it's a beautiful uh, verse, again, crediting my, uh, well, first of all, St. Paul, but crediting also my colleague Dana for that. 
Oh, very good. That's a great takeoff point going into the second part of the interview here because our young adults have so many gifts and a treasure to share with our local churches. And uh, what do you see in our young adults and what are your hopes for them as you go into this initiative uh, for missionary discipleship? Yeah, um, you know, uh, I think I mentioned uh, maybe at the beginning, I'm in the process, my wife and I, of raising six young adults. Uh, Our children are from a freshman in college on up to uh, late 20s. Uh, so we, I guess, in a sense, we know this uh, age group well through our children. Um, my heavens, the world that they try to navigate is is uh, very complicated, and certainly to live your faith uh, authentically can be a challenge in, in a lot of ways. And um, but I think you know, I we dropped our youngest daughter Hannah off at Creighton University uh, uh-huh. just a couple of weeks ago for her freshman year. And um, it, was, it was beautiful, one, to be on a Catholic college campus. It was alive, and, and the faith was alive. And through the, the Jesuit priests that, that are the leading that campus, you know, there's a lot of, of good things. But I, I reflected on my own daughter and how much I've learned from her sense of faith, from her care and compassion her desire really to be of service to others, her desire to, to lift her gifts up, her desire to be of service within the life of the Church. And, and I, you know, 18-year-old young woman that she is, she's taught me a lot, and, and I'm just so inspired by her witness. And I could walk through each of my six children, and, and I think that's, that's what's so beautiful, is you see these young people's lives unfold, you see a great love, and a great care within them. And I think that's where our Church really wants to meet them, really to help them to know that the Church is a place they can be themselves and they can really live out who they're called to be, that, that uh, Christ is, is at the, can be at the center of their lives and, and really give a meaning that they uh, can, can bear fruit from. So, um, yeah, but, but it is a great challenge, as you know as well, Father Kazel. Oh yes, there there are many challenges that that I know you see and that I see in our our young people face just getting to the encounter with Jesus and finding Jesus in the church. Uh, there are pressures uh, that the world offers. For for example, uh, uh, one of the things you mentioned, your daughter going off to college. That our young people oftentimes go to college, then come out of college. And they, they have to deal with some debt. I, I think that's a, a quiet mm-hmm. pressure on minds yeah. and hearts, and that, that leads to the emphasis on um, uh, what sort of job, uh, the amount of money, and those kind of things that, are, that tend to take thoughts away from God. Uh, and it, and yeah. That, yeah. When, that happens, when that happens, then we, we have the, the, the recipe for what to do on Sunday. Uh, because the, Sunday is the day of the worship of God, and it, it becomes the, even to get young people to there to mass. It's a, a practical battle to value being there to receive God's love and to love God back. Um, and I see another issue, of course, is in the media and the entertainment. Uh, but you know the the issues of impurity and pornography and and kinds of relationships that young people can get involved in in different ways can lead to a kind of uh, introspection, a, a lack of coming out of oneself, and mainly due to various temptations of sins and whatnot that are 
are uh, a part of our culture. So I see those things, and I, I regularly see those as some of the obstacles of young people getting involved uh, and having thoughts of God, and, and based on those thoughts in faith, having behaviors and actions that would lead to worship and involvement in regular encounters with Jesus. But I know you know more of those, Todd. What kind of things do you see uh, as you look out in the, in the diocese and among young adults with whom you've ministered? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think part of uh, our equation over time was we we did see people, you know, kind of go away in their uh, late teens, early 20s to come back to the church, you know, maybe when they got married, maybe as they had children. That that trend is is not so evident now. That's right. Um, And I, I, I don't think that people change, right? We're all still children of God. We all still have the great gifts that were given through creation. Um, but we live in a, a complicated world, and I think there's so many kind of stresses on young people. and There's a lot of anxiety. You see anxiety and depression that really are, are taking off among young people. And I, I think what we really need to offer them is, is the peace of Christ, you know, that yeah. there is someone who loves you, there's someone who walks with you, and there's a community of faith that is his body, that you can be a part of, and 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 I think when we really keep that that core message, the kerygma, that that Christ saves us, that Christ heals us, um, you know, all of us need that. But especially, I think our young people do in the confusion and the complexity and the anxieties of the lives uh, that they live. And um, yeah, and and when they do, my my heavens, the things that we see for young people who are involved in the life of the church. It's inspiring, and, and it really does reflect that quote from, from 1 Timothy. So that's what we hope to be all about, and uh, it's, a, it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, adventure to, to take part in or to set sail on. Yeah, it is, Todd. And I think you hit on an important point there that uh, many times that young people, if they find their way, uh, they, they end up out of the church and they find their way back, uh, they, mm-hmm. There can be a very strong and inspiring conversion. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an amazing yeah. thing. And yeah. al- along with that then comes the, the desire that we have as part of this program you have to, if we can prevent any from being lost and, and going out of the church, yeah. uh, that is a, yeah. a great uh, happiness that we help souls get closer to Jesus even as young as possible and maintain their faith all the way through. That's uh, the ideal we have for well, all of us, really, uh, that we want to really fight for souls and teach and catechize, encourage, remind people of the goodness of God. Uh, it's very inspiring. Yeah. We have about 20 seconds left here, Todd. Any last uh, words of inspiration you would give us and encouragement? Uh, where would people learn more about the program you're going to offer? Uh, well, thank you for the time, and, and I do ask, I just ask for prayers, you know. Obviously, uh, please uh, lift us up today, and, and if you think of us in the coming days, that this initiative bear fruit. Uh, to learn more, uh, feel free to email me, tgraf at dowr.org. Go to our diocesan website, Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, find the Institute of Life Formation, and you'll learn more, and, and uh, we welcome prayer. We welcome those who may be interested And thanks for your time today, and God bless. Thank you, Todd, for being with us. Todd Graff from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, on the ILF 412 Initiative. And now I'm going to turn it over to our technical director to preview our next show.
Thanks, Father. We've got a great show today and another good show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father John Rutten and Heather Caro coming to you live from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. They'll visit with Rob McCoy. He'll tell us his story about his journey through the canyon. Then Pam Stenzel will share a message of self-value and purity. Plus, Father John Rutten will share us the next part of his vocation story, which you won't want to miss. All this and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be Tuesday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. Uh, Great show today. Great people on with us. And I want to encourage everyone, especially to come back to the, the idea of prayer. If you haven't given God the time of prayer, to think of giving Him time. I like to think of it as a making an appointment with our good Lord. Uh, he is love and mercy Himself, and He delights in any opening of our heart and mind that we would express belief in His goodness, belief in His divine power, and be open to receive Him, because He pours Himself out every day upon the human family. He gives all of Himself through the Holy Mass and the sacraments, and our hearts are finite. I you know, like this analogy that perhaps in your cupboard, in your kitchen, you have different size of cups. You have little ones and medium-sized ones and big ones. Uh, our hearts are like that. Our, our hearts have different capacity levels. Of course, God's heart is infinite, and He pours Himself all out. Uh, but our love for God is limited by our own personal capacity to receive His love. Uh, the good news is, though, for our hearts, they can expand. Uh, as we open our hearts to God, trusting in His goodness, and desire and want to receive all the graces we can, uh, our hearts will expand and we can receive more of the whole torrent of grace, of love, all that God shares in His infinite love for each one. So the incentive to continue to grow each day in relationship with God and continue to love Him. And so I'm going to close here with a a little word of blessing and encouragement to prayer uh, that the angels and saints may aid us in that great journey of loving. And the Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. And God loves you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.